0: To always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game podcast X. you can find us on Facebook at The Game tea Podcast, and you can find us on Instagram at The Game tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game T podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Czar. All right. So, as promised from the last episode, we are doing everybody's favorite game show on the Game T podcast. Rate that rating. Rate that rating! Rate that rating. Yeah, that's what I said, Zach. Rate that rating. (laughs) So if you don't remember the last time we did this, it was actually funny because uh, Zach and I were here. Uh, Czar, what was it you were doing? Weren't you off doing stuff for your wedding? I was at an impromptu wedding and doing stuff for my wedding.
1: It was a wedding that happened in the matter of three or four days
0: that's right but while you were gone zach's wife krista actually joined us for that episode do you remember that's where we called you like a grass type and you got all mad at us (laughs) i was mad at you guys i am not a grass type user oh like there's anything wrong with grass type pokemon there's everything
1: wrong with grass type pokemon but that is not for this episode (laughs) no 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 i want to
0: talk about that (laughs) (laughs) okay fine In case you forgot how we play Rate That Rating, here's how it goes. Each host needs to pick one of their favorite games and give it a fair, honest review with a score at the end of that review. Once the host gives the game a review, they will go into Metacritic to look at the best and worst reviews and the comments made by other reviewers to laugh, cry, and shout in a hilarious manner. I think we can manage that. (laughs) I cry all the time. Me too. Sometimes in the shower. Crying is my favorite hobby. (laughs) <laughs> oh, That has to go on my resume <laughs> Professional crier <laughs> Alright, uh, there's not a whole lot else to say about that What do you guys say? We jump right into it Let's do it
2: Party time, boys
0: Alright, so my game I am doing this week Is a little cult classic called Undertale Now, first things first, have either of you played Undertale? I have seen it but I have not played it.
2: I have it downloaded.
0: Yeah, I've... I know, because I bought it for you.
2: And... <laughs> I've talked to the goat thing.
0: A Tor- Her name is Toriel.
2: <laughs> and she's a goat thing, correct?
0: Yeah, but she has a name. I think
1: the name you're looking for is Seder. <laughs> no, it's a goat.
2: It's definitely a goat.
0: <laughs> okay, so Undertale is my game of the week now. Like I said, it had a little, it's got a pretty big cult following. Um, It's a funny game because it's known for having one of the most toxic fan bases out of all video games that were in circulation at the time. Genuinely, or we talked a few days ago about Markiplier's arc. The first episode Mark put out of playing Undertale, he was bitched at in the comments so much by people who loved the game and were fans that he never put out another series until about two years later, he gave the game another go through. But the fans were so off to him that they turned him off of the game damn i did not know that that is yeah terrifying yeah it really was the fan base for this game is very toxic but i'm a strong believer and just because you got a bad fan base does not mean that the game is bad in fact if you remember my top 10 video undertale made it on that game yeah it did so let's go over a little bit of a review why was i interested in the game undertale's big shtick is that it's an rpg where you don't have to kill anybody So you battle people, but you have two options in the game. You can kill the monsters or you can befriend them through fun little separate activities that you can do in the battle sequence to make it so you don't actually hurt them, but befriend them. And I found that concept really, really interesting. Essentially, there's two different ways you can play the game. If you decide to kill everybody, you do what's called the genocide route. And just for a little context, Czar, that's the route that Markiplier started on at the beginning of the game. And that's why he got yelled at by the fans. (laughs) To be fair, I hate killing things and I like to be all happy and fluffy. So my first instinct wasn't to kill if I didn't have the option, it was to befriend. But just having the choice, I found that incredibly interesting. That's why I was interested in the game. So the graphics and the art style. The big inspiration for Toby Fox for the game was uh, the Earthbound series. If you guys remember that, that's the game where Ness and Lucas are from. Oh, yeah. It's a pixely little walkie adventure. And honestly, the art style is beautiful. Just walking around the underground is wonderful. Characters all look great. The world looks great. The buildings look great the textures look great it really does it's um, a pixely adventure but it looks great for what they give you but where I think the art really really shines is in the battle sequences with the main characters where you have to either once again kill them or befriend them that's where the art style really kicks in because Toby gets so creative with how those battles go and it's just it's stunning it's beautiful I love the art style it's different but it's got its own elegance to it
1: that's where the photosensitive warning comes in too isn't it
0: oh yeah oh yeah uh, be warned if you're epileptic yeah. <laughs> very very fast flashing lights everywhere during the battles Especially with the character called Metaton. Uh speaking, <laughs> speaking of the characters though, you have a case of silent protagonists, so the character that you are is the least interesting character in the game, unless you go with the genocide route to be honest. But if you decide to do the fluffy, nice uh, pacifist route, your character is honestly pretty boring. He doesn't say or do anything, he or she. they are supposed to be a unisex character um, that doesn't have a gender, so that you can kind of put yourself in the place of the character. Um, the real shining moments are all the characters you meet. Toriel, Papyrus, Sans, Undyne, Alphys, um, all the characters. I'm missing a couple big ones there, like uh, a but the characters are all hysterical, The characters are just, their personalities are so colorful and fun. Sans and Papyrus are hysterical. The first hour of the game is hilarious because of those two characters. It is so funny. And that's really what I have to say about the characters are, you know, there's not a ton of them, but they're so fleshed out and even the side characters, they're amazing. The story of Undertale is essentially, you're a human that lives on the surface and you accidentally fall down this like hole in the ground and you find out that underneath the crust of the earth is a civilization of monsters. They were once on top of the earth with you, but the humans forced them into this hole and now they're all trying to find a way to get back to the surface. So a lot of the monsters wanna kill you as the human. There's a lot of monsters that just like having you around too. It's essentially the story of the game is you're just trying to find your way back home and at the same time the monsters are trying to find a way back to the surface and i won't spoil too much if you haven't played it but you're a big part of them getting back to the surface and that's what creates a lot of the drama gameplay it's a walking simulator when you're not in battle and when you're in battle the battle is very flashy it's very fun like i said the pacifist route is very unique in that you don't actually have to kill anything but instead you can find ways in the battle mechanics to befriend people instead it's so unique and it's so fun that's what gives the game its real magic my final thoughts on the game is uh, this started off as an indie gem that kind of became a phenomenon in its own way because of its insanely quirky and fun characters it's hysterical and creative gameplay and the fun little adventure and honestly it only takes like six to eight hours to get through the game too it's pretty short but it's a six to eight hours you're not going to forget it's a wonderful game i had a great time playing it and that's why i don't remember where it was in my top 10 i think it was like five but it is more than deserving of that spot if you love those types of games and you haven't tried undertale you're missing out if i had to give the game a score it would get a 9.2 out of 10. Ooh, i know starting this off pretty strong and yeah so what do you guys think of my explanation first of all is that something you think you'd like to try i would love to try it it sounds really interesting and a different
1: game than you're used to which is always a good thing you know just stepping out of your comfort
0: zone and trying something new absolutely and uh czar it's like 10 15 on the switch if you wanted to give it a go you could Oh, yeah, I've thought about getting it
1: several times. It just always passes my mind when I'm actually in the market looking for
0: games. That's fair. It's uh, it's in my backlog. <clears throat> uh, it has been for a couple years now, hasn't it, Zach? You have the game. Bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, Rate That Rating isn't just about us giving our detailed opinions and a score for the game. It's seeing what other people have to say as well. So that being said, let's go to Metacritic together and see how this game did. Undertale received a 7.9 out of 10. Woof. User score. Uh, Sorry. Yes, a user score, a 7.9 out of 10. Um, The The Metacritic score was more accurate to what you said. The Metacritic score is a 93, but you know, this is about the user score, because I the fun part about this is seeing what people have to say. So as for the score, I gave this a 9.2, they gave it a 7.9. To be honest, I'm not that surprised, because even though I loved Undertale for what it was, a lot of people didn't understand it as much, or they weren't as patient with the game. You know me, for me, it's all about the story. So some people just didn't understand that or feel the same way. I'm not surprised to see a score like this. But I think with that said, let's take a look at some of the comments and see what people have to say. And as always, we'll start with the positive ones. Kathilsko? Whatever, this one guy, He said, Undertale has everything to be a good game. People are endearing and funny. The atmosphere is nice. The music is beautiful. In short, the game is a masterpiece. If you are a fan of RPGs, I advise you to strongly try it. I forgot to mention the music. The music is magical in the game. It really is. One of the best soundtracks I think I've heard in a game in a while.
2: Yeah, Toby Fox killed it. He killed it so much. He uh, helped direct some of the Pokemon music
0: oh wow that's crazy yeah toby fox was invited to direct some of pokemon's music because of how good of a job he did
2: and he did the battle tower theme and that shit's popping i'm like i i jam
0: out to that thing i've heard
2: like a million times
0: that is popping dude uh greninja x said i only played this game to see if it was as good as the insane fans say it is in the end i don't think undertale is very good as a video game but it's more of just something you experience so is it worth experiencing yeah it really is that's that was a weird review It's really interesting, though. I mean, like he was going to punch it in the nuts, and he goes, it's pretty good. But it's pretty good. (laughs) He gave it an 8 out of 10. JJ from Texas said, Undertale is unlike any game I've ever played. Highly recommend for everyone. I strongly suggest you go in blind. Don't read anything about it or watch any videos, if you can help it. Just remember, you don't have to kill anyone. Also features one of the best soundtracks of this generation. Just play it. Yep. I mean... That pretty much sums up what's great about the game. Another
1: boast about the music. And as, as you mentioned, you don't have to kill everyone.
0: Yep, pretty much. JJ from Texas gave it a 9 out of 10. So... A lot of people agree with me, obviously, from what we're seeing with these positive scores. But that's not the fun part. The fun part is seeing the negative things that people have to say. Absolutely. All right, let's get into this. And this is also the part that makes you the most angry.
2: (laughs) I can see JP foaming.
0: Oh, Danik882010 gave the game a 1 out of 10. Woof. I played this game with the high expectations because of its positive reviews. I know many people love this game, but it's not for everyone. I was very disappointed in the story, the humor, and combat mechanics of this game. I think it is way overhyped. The best thing I can say about this game is that it's charming. It has good characters, and it has good music.
1: Another, (laughs) Another good boast for the music, but I would also like to say... You can't go into anything
0: you do in your life with high expectations <laughs> because all, you will yeah. al- you'll always be disappointed. The funny thing about the last time Zach and I was doing this is, so this guy gave it a 1 out of 10. A 1 out of 10 is literally an unplayable video game. Not something yeah. with a bad story, something with no story, something you can't even play. Literally, something that you try and play and it's so broken and glitchy. It won't play. That's a one out of ten. This guy had good things to say about the game. That it's charming and has good characters and it has good music. That's at least a five, in my opinion. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, Am bro, I uh, crazy?
2: Yeah, I'm glad JP said that because uh, like this stuff, it makes my blood curdle. Like I, I agree with you. I love hearing different opinions and different thoughts. But if you're gonna rate a game, at least know how games are
0: rated. Yeah. Right. This, know. like, yeah, the game's charming. It has good characters and it has good music. But I didn't like the story. One out of ten. Right? It's you like, were able oh to play God. the game,
1: weren't you? Exactly. It didn't just crash on you.
0: This is this is making my I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> Will you read Rarapar? <laughs> Sorry, Will you read
2: Rarapar?
0: You read Rarapar. Review? Yeah, heck yeah, I can. So Rarapar gave it a four out of ten. Undertale has some unique mechanics which are interesting, such as the mini game you play to mitigate any damage you receive. However, for an RPG, the storyline seemed overly simple, and the humor is fairly basic. I found this game underwhelming after reading all the extremely positive comments, especially if you consider that all of the time writing. It's almost ranked the same by players as Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart. I'm a big fan of 8-bit games, but I wouldn't recommend this to a friend. I mean, um, the battle mechanics are what make it fun that's why this game is special it sounds like he's pissed off that this isn't just another rip and tear rpg oh yeah it's it's unique and that's
1: exactly what it meant to do also he's trying to rank this game alongside breath of the wild and mario kart which are triple a titles this was an indie game you can't rank those the same that's a great point
2: it's a third the price as those games too
0: Absolutely. At least he was more fair with his review. A four out of 10. I mean, do I think that's still a dumb review? Yes, but is it as stupid as giving the game a one? Absolutely not. All right, one more bad review, I think. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. It always sounds like a good idea to do rate that rating until you actually do it. (laughs) It's okay. At least I get to listen to you two next. So one last review from Macharger2000. He gave the game a two out of 10. This game is a a 2D graphics, 8-bit level, low-resolution, RPG-like text-based adventure. This means that choices and story are mainly told by the text. Yeah. (laughs) They're completely told by the text. (laughs) The RPG combat mechanics is to the bone, few parameters to control, and few weapons. Everything boils down to clicking a moving bar with a good timing and attack and avoiding to be hit by pixel-sized bullets coming at you in defense. The storyline is the most basic and usual escape the dungeon stuff. There are a few riddle puzzles here and there of the level search the switch to open the door. Music is repetitive, pretty boring game. This is the first time I've seen someone say ba- something bad about the music. Yeah, I mean,
1: every even the bad reviews were saying that it had good music. So I'm really confused why he says that the music is repetitive.
2: The game is a 2D graphics low resolution that's what 2D games are you know
0: <laughs> that's what it that's the art style that's what it's supposed to be i mean what were you expecting from an indie developer it sounded like his comment was going in a positive sense
1: But then all of a sudden, he just stamps it with a 2 out of 10. So basically, he's saying the game is unplayable.
0: Yeah, precisely. Like, one little step above unplayable. And you know what this is ultimately about is people just have a bad opinion. Like, it's not their kind of game, so they just give it a shit review. That's what makes me mad. You know, like, uh, what's a game I hate that everybody loves? I don't know, you could, like, sports games, for example. I hate sports games, but I mean, like, I can be objective enough to give a sports game a real rating because I'm not dumb. And that's
1: what it all boils down to is objectifying a game, not letting your own personal bias destroy the gameplay for you. You have to come at it with a fresh perspective, like you've never seen this before, and that is
0: how you rate it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm disappointed. I'm also not surprised.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving every second of this. Zara, your
0: turn. Oh, my God. We'll see how much you like it when it's your turn to do this. Yeah. So
1: the game I am rating a rating on this week is Alice Madness Returns. Now, reoccurring listeners will remember that this made my top 10 list. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Well, let's hear it, my man. Alrighty, so I am interested in this game because a callback to me being such a dark individual, this game is dark. It is a manipulation and a mutilation of Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, basically where Alice is sent to an asylum and she's bat guano bonkers and everything is just messed up. So that is right up my alley. Which leads me to talk about the graphics and art style. The graphics are beautiful. It is Wonderland with a dark twist. Everything looks shiny and nice and whimsical until you look at the finer details and you find a statue of Alice crying blood and you see these bastardized characters of the characters that you know and love from the disney movie in shambles and just anorexic to the bone dripping with blood oh my god it is beautiful (laughs) it it really is it's creepy but it's beautiful and the landscapes are just amazing there is so much detail that goes into what you would expect to see wonderland because that's where the the biggest selling point of this is is it is wonderland in all of its beauty but with a dark twist the characters are who you'd expect you know you got alice you got cheshire cat you got the mad hatter you got all of them but they are all a reverse mirror of themselves cheshire cat it, it looks like a dead cat basically right Skin and bones, that's it with a really creepy smile with a little bit of blood on the teeth. The Mad Hatter looks like a, an overgrown garden gnome, just gnarled and wrinkly and they are hilarious. And in fact, I quote Cheshire Cat today. One of my favorite quotes from the game is, change denotes neither good nor bad. It simply means not the same. That's deep and it impacts me very well. Now, the main character, Alice, As I said, she gets sent to an asylum because she believed caused the house fire that basically killed her entire family. And that's why she goes to Wonderland, because it's all a psychosis induced dream state where she feels like she can be okay and not have to deal with the reality of murdering her own family. Also leads into the story as a recently released insane asylum patient, basically. She is trying to find her place in the world and trying to figure out if her memories serve her justice. Was it her that killed her family with this fire? And by doing so, she travels across basically, I think it's 1800s London. And with a few breaks of the main chunk of the game by diving into Wonderland, And through each episode of the game, when you go to Wonderland, as soon as she comes out of Wonderland, beats the boss, basically slaughters the boss in the bloodiest way possible, she wakes up from a basically drug-induced coma, some random place in in London. She wakes up at an old-fashioned brothel. She wakes up on a rooftop and in just the nastiest places that you could imagine in London. But she escapes those grim, dark London realities by entering her own Wonderland. But as she dives deeper and deeper into Wonderland, it becomes darker. I think the last episode, most of your enemies are dismantled and mangled dolls that bleed. Yeah, they're really creepy and there's dissected mice and insects and other such characters all across the scenario. It's it's crazy. Now, the gameplay is where this game really shines. It is an action adventure platformer that if you thought the double jump was pretty cool, well, let me introduce a triple jump and a hover. Your main goal is to try to platform your way across all the all of these giant gaps by floating, and triple jumping. And so as a platformer, it's really good. And the fighting mechanics are very fluid. It is comparable, I would say, to of a cross between Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess. You can do the spin around enemies, backslash, and all of these other fancy moves, and you get several different weapons, like the hobby horse, which is basically a horse's head mounted on a stick like you would ride as a child. Yeah. Of course, you get the Vorpal Blade, the only thing that could ever kill the Jabberwocky, but you also get the Pepper Grinder, which is an oversized pepper grinder that fires a flurry of bullets at enemies. And it just makes the combat really fluid and very excellent to play. It's a very easy game to pick up and so immersive. Wow, I kind of want to play this now. Oh, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun, which also kind of explains the game mechanics. There are some puzzle elements to it. Like you have to run around and go collect some pieces of puzzle, arrange, go back to the main spot and arrange the puzzle so you can move on to the next area and so on and so forth, other than the normal platforming across jumps and such like that. And my final thoughts, I would have to say, this game is fantastic. If you are interested in a creative, unique experience, Spicy Horse delivers. Spicy Horse. (laughs) Yeah, that is the name of the game company that made this game is Spicy Horse. And they delivered a powerhouse of Immersive scenery and settings to fluid gameplay and really not over the top easy platforming, but challenging enough to compel you to keep going in the game. And I should also mention that half of the cutscenes are done in the game engine but there is a select few cutscenes scenes that are done in almost like a 2D puppet theater where you have paper cutouts of all the characters and jumping around the screen interacting with each other. And that just, to me, screams Wonderland. This game is exactly what Alice's Nightmares would be. And I
0: love it. So,
1: so my score for this game, I would have to give it out of 10 i think this game is unique enough and it is fresh enough and it has all of the monumental aspects that a platforming action adventure game would contain yeah that it deserves a good rating because it's not like anything you've ever seen
0: this game sounds so creepy and i kind of love it i don't know zach are you terrified are you even still alive yeah, no, I'm just hanging back. I'm just, yeah, a little scared. <laughs> Would you say that this game puts you on edge?
1: Ah. Uh, nah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you said yes, because I had a Cheshire quote segue. Oh, do it. No, yeah, yes. Perfect. Because when you're not on edge, you're taking up too much space.
0: Boo.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. That that was Boo. one of my favorite quotes <laughs> from the game. It's in the trailer.
0: Dude, I know we said we were gonna have Zach play a horror game. Screw out last. We should have him play this.
1: <laughs> it is an LSD fueled horror trip. What's it for? It is for basically everything. I think it's it's Xbox uh pc and i think it might be on the playstation
0: we'll uh we'll have to run it on my pc one of, one of these days my great pc have i told you guys about my great PC? <laughs> every <laughs> week about the PC. god oh, damn with this pc man all right all right all right well Zari, you've had your fun and it's gonna go on for only a little bit longer are you ready to go over to metacritic and see what we're dealing with here i am ready okay
1: so the metacritic user score is an Eight point four out of ten. Okay, okay. Really close to what I said. So that's that's actually pretty comforting that a lot of the fans decided what I decided.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that was a hell of a lot closer than mine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I, I did not imagine that much, uh,
1: that little of a gap between my rating and theirs.
0: I imagine that Alice Madness Returns is a, uh, because I mean, like, it's not a huge title by any means, but it's probably got its own little cult following, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. Definitely could be considered a cult classic. Not a lot of people know about it, but everybody should. And if you can even see the uh, title cover for the game, like, Alice is covered in blood holding a knife.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man. Uh... All right. Uh, do you want to start with some of the positive reviews and start our way from there?
1: All right. Let's 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 jump into these positive reviews. Let's see what people had to say good about the game. All righty. So the first one at the very top, Aid
0: Gynivel. How are people in these things naming themselves with random word generators? Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll just go with Gynivel.
1: Gynivel says, oh, my God, never mind. <laughs> like, oh. shit. This
0: thing is long. He wrote a book for a response
1: to yeah. He gave it a 10 out of 10. Gave it a perfect 10, so that's that's cool, but I don't think you need to defend it that much. Oh my God, all of these are Expand.
2: Based on what I was seeing, it's kind of just they're echoing what you said, Czar. They really like it's out there like
1: decisions. I think so, but I will go to the first shortest review that we can find, Wook White Wolf. Wook White Wolf says, The sequel isn't as good as the first one. Nothing new and innovative about the game, but American McGee's Alice doesn't revolve around that it's about the atmosphere today you can rarely find a game with a concept like this horror psychological motives are well executed and quite fun the intro video especially i say it just for that it deserves a 10. that's confusing to me why is that because most of the review didn't sound super positive so i would have expected wook whitewolf to give it like a seven because he didn't like the sequel as much as the first, but no, gave it a perfect ten. I mean,
0: we could we talked late uh, last in my review about how people don't know how to rate a game, giving things like a one out of ten. But I guess it could go the other way. I I
1: think this proves that it could go the other way because what Wook White Wolf said sounds like a seven, but gave it a 10. I appreciate it.
0: Exactly. Nothing new or innovative
1: about the gameplay. 10 out of 10. Which I I would disagree with because it, it took the first game's gameplay, which by the way, I should mention that if you get uh, Alice Madness Returns, you automatically get American McGee's Alice, the first game just as an extra tab within the game. Hmm. So it's cool that the game for no extra charge lets you play the first game. That is pretty cool. Yeah, but I would disagree that the gameplay is not innovative because they changed the game tremendously (laughs) from the first to second. Absolutely. Alright, so next Next is Kote. they gave it a 10 out of 10. And they said, cannot comment on mouse controls as I use a 360 pad, but this game is good fun. I really wasn't expecting much from it being Alice in Wonderland and made me being someone narrow-minded, but I really had fun playing this game. It is not the most taxing game in the world, but for a 3D platformer, it's fun, yo. It's fun, yo. (laughs) Yo, Kote. I agree.
2: <laughs> I feel like JP's super salty right now because these are the most like high scores, positive reviews, quick to the point.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, I. Uh, but you know what, at the same time, if I recall what my blast rate that rating games did pretty well so you know what you, you win some you lose some and everyone out there should check out
1: the comments on metacritic for themselves because i have skipped a lot of these positive reviews because they're novels <laughs> they're like five or six paragraphs of why this game is good and we just don't have time for that well you've had your fun time to move to the negative stuff czar I got one more. All right. So we'll do a not perfect 10. And this is from Robotic Son. Robotic Son. Oh my God. I am an idiot. Robotic Son. Give it an <laughs> eight out of 10. <laughs> it's a shame that how biased and ignorant video game journalism is now and day. The gameplay is formulaic. 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 I cannot pronounce words. <laughs> no just combining a standard third person action and old school platformer. All COD games are the same. What say you? Nine? Ten? Invisible walls? You know, almost every game has them. Long chapters and hidden collectibles make it a lengthy ex- adventure. Ah, now the game length may be long. Now the game length may be long and hidden elements are disadvantage- disadvantageous. My opinion about the game, Alice Madness Returns, is a beautiful, twisted, art style and atmosphere and that is all i will say about that because it goes on a little bit but i agree i think that is a very fair and accurate rating sure nailed the points i don't think there's much else to say about that but let's get into the actual interesting part of this yeah yeah, yeah. the negative reviews yes starting off Ooh. whoa a zero out of ten Let's do that one. Dr. Gulag gave it a zero out of 10. Way too long and repetitive. People who rate this game a 10 have to be out of their minds. How can you sit through such boring gameplay? You have seen everything after the first few hours. It never gets refreshing after that. Sure, some of the stages have been designed nicely, but it's always the same. Jump, push a switch, kill enemies, repeat ad nauseum. That was pretty brutal. That was very brutal. And while I can kind of agree, the gameplay is a little repetitive. You know, it is jump, push, switch, kill enemies. But that's what an action-adventure platformer is. This guy gave it a zero. A zero. Because he didn't like the game. Hmm. (laughs) Not because the game was broken and he would die unfairly and enemies were too tough to kill. No. Just because... You have to jump, push a switch, and kill enemies on repeat. Gave it the worst possible score there
0: is. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know you could give things a 0 out of 10. I didn't
1: think so either.
0: I thought 1 was the lowest. <laughs> that is
1: 100% not fair in my opinion. That is so funny. <laughs> that's that's just terrifying. Does that make your blood
0: boil, or?
1: A little bit. Oh my god, all of these people wrote novels. (laughs) Let's check out what Fuzz had to say. Yeah, let's do Fuzz. Fuzz gave it a 2 out of 10. Black bars on a 4.3 are an abomination, and the terrible mouse controls are very uncomfortable and make me feel ill to the point that I can't play this game at all. Too bad the art direction seems very good, so dear development, Please learn how to program a decent control system.
0: Now there's something you didn't talk about. Did you think the controls in the game suck? No, but I would have to guess that Fuzz was playing on PC. So when he says black bars on a 4.3, what he's talking about is old style ratios instead of the normal 16 by nine we're used to now. Is
1: that is this game really that old? It is that old, but I mean, when I bought it for console, it didn't have black bars. It is full screen. Interesting. So I can't I can't say much for for PC but apparently the mouse controls are very bad and I can understand Fuzz's rating considering that the game was broken for him. He he or she literally could not play the game because of the controls.
0: See, that's justifiable. That's where you can justify putting that low of a score is literally if the game's unplayable. And yeah,
1: didn't say anything about other gameplay enemies or difficulty. The game was unplayable for this person, and that's why they rated
0: it bad. Oh, for God's sakes.
2: I mean, when I think unplayable, I'm thinking like, like buggies and stuff, like... I don't know. Controls being bad. Like if you can still move your character and things, I still want to get something as low as a two. But I guess that's up to everyone else.
0: Yeah, two's still pretty low, but I guess relative to that zero we just saw. Yeah. Keep going, Czar. Keep crying. Let's find one that is not okay. All of these are
1: expandable. All right, that one's not too long. We'll we'll do Azazello. They gave it a one out of ten. Okay, the game has good atmosphere, idea, but. I really like the game until I complete about 4%, but after this, I want to punch the creators in the nose. Damn. (laughs) The controls on PC are just horrible, and system of checkpoints piss you off. They give you too little marge to error and are wasting time in useless tries to pass a few steps just for fail in the next step and return to beginning of the level and repeat it again frack (laughs) Frack. (laughs) i want to enjoy the game it's supposed to be the game that is diversion and a pleasure pastime not for an uncomfortable
0: one wow this guy's grammar sucks
1: there was, there was some terrible grammar. I think there was a bit
0: of a language barrier there. That was hard to read. Okay, but what I find interesting is he's not the first one to bring up the PC controls being horrible.
1: So apparently you don't play this game on a PC. Like I said, I played it on the Xbox, so I had zero trouble with the controls. They were fluid and very easy to control. Apparently for PC, it's just completely broken. Sounds like it. I don't understand what they're saying about the checkpoints pissing them off.
0: It sounds like a problem for people who suck at games. It it really does because <laughs> even if I die, you
1: start back pretty much exactly where you left off. I mean, if you're going across a platforming jump, you might start at the beginning of the platforming. But look at Mario. You die, you start the level over. <laughs>
2: Don't talk shit on Mario's so or I'm watching you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want
2: to see a scary movie, you bitch. I'll show you a scary movie. <laughs>
0: frack oh my they just f- wanted f- to f- enjoy the game <laughs> frack <laughs> that's so funny frack f-r-a-c-k i'm gonna start yelling that frack
1: <laughs> honestly in conclusion of all of these bad reviews it really just sounds
0: like the pc controls are just unplayable and that's about it <laughs> honest to god if there's something that people are saying over and over again i mean there's got to be some substance to that argument oh absolutely you know what i mean so i mean if he's not if he's not the only person talking about the pc control sucking maybe the, it really it does suck so i guess
1: all in all don't get it for the pc buy it for a console i think you'll have a great time
0: oh i think czar has suffered enough zachary i believe it's your turn All right, so this is interesting because, I don't know, like Zara, this is one of my
2: just all-time favorite video games. I think it came in number three on my list, so what's up there? Okay. So the game I'll be talking about this week is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, I was interested in this game, kind of just, the Switch just came out in 2017. This was like the last big game to come out on the Switch. It came out December, I think it was December 1st. It was like right there on that Friday, first week of December. And basically, I just finished Mario Odyssey. I was bored. I wanted the game to pick up. And I was like, this is the game I want. Just took a shot in the dark. And that's kind of just why I picked up the game. Little did I know this would probably become one of my favorite games of all time. Mm -hmm. So graphically, it is kind of like your anime-looking JRPG. It's a gorgeous game, especially on the Switch and handheld mode. I just think the anime makes it really pop out. It kind of feels like you're playing an anime at times. Right on. And I think that is just really cool about it you're basically on these things called titans and they're basically like it's the earth like seven or eight different titans that are constantly moving through what's basically a cloud like sea there's limited space of the planet and everyone is basically vying for control over these titans so that they have space for their people to live and so obviously as the population increases things are running out of space and things are and things are becoming war and so it's kind of segueing into the
1: story so are these titans sentient?
2: yep so they're alive they're moving they can battle each other
1: that's really cool
2: and what's really cool is while you're going around these giant gorgeous vistas you can see like the head of the titan moving up and down the tails moving the arms moving and it, it's never like annoying to where it moves like it kicks you off of it. It's just like breathtaking to see like it move and all those cool things. Like I, literally, there's just times i played the game for over 200 hours. Every now and then I just look over and I'm like, "Yep, there's my buddy. He's moving up there." I don't know. I just
1: think it's <laughs> <laughs> Sounds beautiful.
2: I'm a big animal lover, so I don't know. This is kind of how I see it. It's like I'm riding. I, I used to have Bernards growing up, and so like I don't know when I was like young as shit, like seven years old, I'd write on my my big old doggos and like that. And so that's kind of how I see it.
1: This is it's, almost nostalgic. for you yeah super
2: super euphoric almost at that point (laughs) um characters wise and that's what i want to go into so rex is your super naive protagonist rex through sheer luck it's not luck once you go later into the story but basically falls into the super um sword known as the aegis and it's basically like i guess i want to describe it because it doesn't sound as cool but you get these super cool swords called blades but basically what they amount to in the grand scheme of things is they're like pokemon And you basically get Mewtwo as your first Pokemon. What the? (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't say Mewtwo because it evolves too but like at the end of the day it's so overpowered but like and that's kind of where it's like at the anime art style to it because it's like Dragon Ball Z like your blade has like power levels and when it hits that final power level shit hits the fan I was telling JP it was like you're playing a cinematic but like you're actually in complete control of a cinematic and that's how like over the top some of these fights get like you're literally playing an anime at certain points
1: that's crazy and the title makes sense now alien blades
2: (laughs) right absolutely and so rex is your super knight protagonist and he finds this super awesome pokemon um like blade and what's kind of the big thing that i think discourages people from getting into it is as it's a jrpg there is definitely an over sexualization of women i mean like that is something that i kind of i don't know it made me feel uncomfortable at first um rex so pyra is the blade starts off as a fire blade Mm -hmm. and she has got the bootiest booty shorts I have ever seen in <laughs> my life and I'm not going to deny it like she is thick all right and like the booty <laughs> shorts are things and like I don't know
0: I've never been a person who like wait 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 wait. how many C's like <laughs>
2: 500 dude no
0: oh my um, god <laughs> yo and, then,
2: <laughs> and I've actually seen some character studies on this and it, it kind of goes with her character and how she's insecure and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know if I want to put it in that way. Cause I'm going to get like some angry, no matter what, there's someone who's going to be angry about it. And then she's super busty too. Her boobs are bigger than like my head. Like they're pretty, it's pretty out there. <laughs> and
0: it's got a very prolific art style to it. A sword with booty and a butt. Maybe I will play this game. Later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be
2: honest. I mean, it's definitely an over-the-top art style and it it definitely has kind of like yeah i don't know donkey ripped it a new one he's like and he's immediately unimmersed from this game and i can see that but as someone who grew up on like i watched bleach and if you know anything about bleach um has like ginormous tits so it's just something that like i don't know it's just some reason japanese like (laughs) japanese art styles really like to accentuate the boobs and it's like that's okay i guess (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I mean, if that'll turn you off, I get it. Um, but needs it to say, might Pyra, actually
1: turn a lot of people on. Right.
2: <laughs> if you can get past that, Pyra really is a badass woman. Like, I mean, they definitely over her, but she has a great art style. And I would almost argue that Pyra is the main character because you see her grow from this very insecure, and there's a reason she's insecure. It's not like this like girl who just starts off insecure. Like there's things that happen to her and you do a, such a good job character, like the characterization of the story is top notch. Pyra turns into this super independent, badass woman who I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah, she just turns into this awesome character with the help of Rex. And like basically the entire thing is how a relationship can bring out the best in people. It has to be like positive. And so it sounds
0: like a really great moral.
2: <laughs> it is a really great moral. And while well, I can see why people would get turned off from that art style, I really think it adds to the game and I don't want it to sound like a perv. All right.
0: So I'm trying to really make it. Oh, that ship has sailed Zach. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you lost us at thick. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the graphics, the characters and the story. Like there's, there's so much that goes on and they tie it together in such a way that it's not this gross thing. It's like a beautiful story that tells such a great narrative where you see all these characters grow, And every character that's in, like, the main party has this ginormous chapter that makes them, like, you root for every single one of these characters.
1: And that sounds like pretty much every anime out there, you know? Once you get past the boobs and butt, you actually get to know the characters. It's just kind of that aesthetic that's there that you expect with any anime.
0: JRPGs are really great with character development, honestly. Uh, I, Persona 5, I love the characters in Persona 5, for example. Right, if you're really
2: an introspective person, and I consider myself pretty introspective. You're gonna love this game, just seeing how the characters just grow and it's just like you really bond with these characters. I cried like three or four times during this game. It's really that good. Damn. Um, I don't know, it just, yeah, it really hooked with me. I don't know, and so this goes into the gameplay now. I played a lot of World of Warcraft, as you guys know. And so I was reading some of the reviews on this, not Metacritic reviews, just reviews in general before I bought it, and it was compared to WoW a lot. It's got a very MMORPG kind of style. Yeah. You sit still and you do auto attacks. Your auto attacks, they build up to these things called arts. Your arts are like your special moves. Okay. After you build up enough special moves, you get these things called like just a special. And so once you get a special, there are a certain element. So it could be fire, wind, all that basic normal stuff when it comes mm. to magic. Okay. And then with those specials, those lead into a chain attack and basically you want to use those elements that you you build up these orbs when you use these specials and they get these like orbs around them and then you want to use the opposite element to make those orbs explode for massive damage okay and it sounds like a lot and it kind of is like the first 10 hours are you learning just how intricate this combat system is it is scary i think that's where most people get They get turned off in the Xenoblade things. But I want you to know, like, once you learn the combat system, it's not hard. It's not something you have to do every time. I mean, if you're going to go to, like, the legendary difficulty in the game, yeah, you're going to have to get good. But if you're just playing it for the story, like, you can be fine with the basic understanding of it. Right. So I'm playing it for my third time now. And I just now realized, and I had a good time. Obviously, I loved it and i'm just now realizing that if you do it every time you do get some pretty crazy rewards like they like if you do these combat things it gives you like special awards you get more experience all these things but it doesn't right it doesn't punish you for not always using the most perfect combat system does that make sense yeah yeah um so game mechanic wise it's got a lot of those rpg tropes you can do a ton of side quests The story is just so engrossing that that's kind of what i did my first playthrough i just went through the story And there was one thing that I really hated that I could see why people won't like it, but they basically gate you off until you get certain talents for your blades. Right. And I didn't really, so the blades are like the Pokemon. You got to build up like their affinity chart and they all learn the moves. But what I didn't realize until like 40 hours of the playthrough is you have to check on their talent chart or it won't go to the next one. Oh, oh. I was super mad when I first learned that. And I feel like it told me there, but like you're learning so much that that learning curve can be kind of discouraging, I think at certain points. So with all that said, god, I feel like I just talked forever.
0: (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. I've loved hearing about it, honestly. It sounds great. Oh, absolutely, like this is your spotlight. It's a big game
2: and I cannot say enough, if you put in the time for this game and you love like anime stories that are over the top and you love character development, this is a 10 out of 10 game i really believe that is that your score 10 out of 10 that would be my personal score yes i would give this thing a 10 out of 10 i can literally go back and read i you guys know how impatient i am how impatient i am i can go back and play this game and just smile every now and then i don't i don't know what it is it just had that certain magic with me but if i was like an average person i would give it like an 8.5 or 9 out of 10 because there are some things like that that talent system can really piss you off because that can stop you from going the story later down the road mm-hmm. and then um the combat it has a learning curve those things i would give it confidently an 8.5 out of 10 i say it's worth a 9 out of 10 but personally i'd give it a 10 out of 10
1: that's still a really high score and
0: i from what
1: you've said i think the game deserves it did you put 200 hours into a single gameplay or is it 200 hours across all your saves?
2: So I think when I finished the main story, and keep in mind that I did do some side story elements and goof around a little bit, I think I was about like 65 to 70 hours. Wow, that's, um, that's a good chunk. And yeah. then I completed it. Like I literally got all the Pokemon blades basically, and I maxed all of them out because it was just so much fun. Like they have little cutscenes for each like Pokemon, and they have, like their own little stories. And some are more deep than others but at the end of the day if you like one that you if there's like a blade that you really like you can make all of them like just as strong as that initial blade that i talked about like you can make them all like new two basically
0: all right zach enough stalling i think it's time to go <laughs> look at the metacritic score
2: okay 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 sorry I, I all right I, years, and years.
0: <laughs> i don't
2: have years and years fair enough all right so xenoblade chronicles 2 has an
0: 83 meta score and an 8.7 user score. You know what, you were really close. You <laughs> were the
1: closest.
0: Uh, yeah, you were. You were the closest of the three of us. That's amazing. Uh, why don't we start by going over some of the positive scores? All right, Shatter NL gave it
2: a 10 out of 10. Monolith being part of Nintendo is fantastic. Every game coming from this dev house is a stunning masterpiece. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is no different. This game is an emotional journey with ups and downs, all fantastic. It's also a powerhouse production-wise that shows what the little Switch can do. Highly recommended for all JRPG fans and people that love, that love a fantastic fantasy story.
1: I didn't realize that Monolith made the game. I'm, I'm looking at Monolith games right now because I, I have
0: played several of them. This is really even getting me going. Like Zach gave me this game for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, like, I'm like, maybe I should pop it in. I mean, you had me at thick with three Cs, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shit, Monolith made uh, Shadow of Mordor. Really? Condemned Criminal Origins and Bloodshot. Fear. They made Fear? They made all the Fear games. I knew I recognized Monolith somewhere. All right.
0: That is crazy to me that is yeah that's quite the track record right there so you know what honestly xenoblade 2 being as popular as it is that's not surprising in the least
2: yeah if you like jrpgs you're gonna like this okay so roxwin you love jrpg this is a must buy for you complex gameplay but it's easy to master a huge world to explore filled with a lot of content and the characters are so well designed and fully detailed Seventy plus hours of pure exploration and amazing battles throughout
0: the story. Everything will just get better and better. And that was another ten out of ten. Wonderful, another ten out of ten. Most of these are ten out of tens.
2: I would say that if you can stand a JRPG, you're gonna get hooked on this.
0: Most, of, yeah, it, most of these people are completely agreeing with you. Jeez, uh, there's a nine. Finally, a reasonable person. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like I said, monoliths can tell some good stories. All right, anyway, so I'll stop getting off my own ego here. Pablo Designs gave it a nine out of 10. I'm not a fan of Japanese RPGs, but this game surprised me. I don't even like anime. Oh, sir, where are you? No. Um, <laughs> but I don't hate the character design. In fact, I like most of the character designs in this game. Some of them are quite generic, but it's not something to really worry about. The story is great, the art style too. The combat has more depth than I expected, but I still prefer the other type of combat styles. The exploration is nice and the music is fucking gorgeous. Okay guys, I didn't even talk up I didn't even talk about the Frack. music. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I, w- I won't even, but yeah, Pablo Designs is right. Music is great. It's not a 10 because some characters are generic. While it has a nice combat style, it's not the best for me. Subjective, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I hate the clumsy animations when they are talking in a cutscene. They are like robots. The only good thing about this is I don't look at them all the time because I'm busy reading the subtitles. And this is another thing. I, I know it's going to be the negative things. The English dub is, in most cases, desync and pure trash. This thing. Definitely has the case of you could tell it was made for Japanese voice acting in its cutscenes, and it's a lot of cutscenes. So
0: you I definitely recommend
2: fair. playing with Japanese subs, but some people you can't do that. It's not the worst voice acting in the world, but I, I play with Japanese uh, voice and i i enjoyed it much more that way
0: still that wasn't a game breaker for him even and you know what i understand that completely i played kakarot dbz kakarot a while ago that was one of my huge complaints too was like you can tell that the english is just off sometimes all right zach enough fracking stalling it is time to look at <laughs> it's time to Flack. look at some of the bad reviews <laughs> frack
2: all right, I'm gonna try and play it cool here. O oh, Phoenix TLDR, too long, didn't read. This game isn't as good as it should have been. It has a blatant disregard for the player's time and the mixed bag that design slash character slash story keeps it from being fun. So, O oh, Phoenix complained about the MMO uh, style RPG and combat. So yeah, it's very deep combat. Mm-hmm. um he also complained that in the starting area now this is annoying and i will agree with him on this one there are some mobs there's a level you start out level one obviously there's a level i think it's 83 territorial rot which is a giant gorilla What the he hell? will find you you will hear this epic boss
0: music playing you're like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> and then you're dead <laughs> You just see a giant health bar appear, and you're like, oh my God.
1: <laughs> Holy frack, what is that?
2: So at, the, at that <laughs> moment, I agree. It will kill you. You will be salty. It even happened to me. I'm a 200 plus hour veteran, and I had a level 92 dinosaur come out of nowhere and kill me. And I go, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to grind to kill that thing. You're supposed to come back later on after you're like beat the entire game to kill those things. You can, if you're being very observant you can't ignore those things and walk by them but sometimes they they honestly sneak up on you so i don't i don't even know how it
1: happens but it does happen how the hell does a level <laughs> 90 boss sneak up on you it's
2: like a little little baby starting zone they're just level 90s to come kill you
0: oh my god dude he even mentioned what you said about pyra being like just way too over sexualized tron right. porn
2: and when you die in xenoblade though it's not a big deal you don't lose any items nothing gets like broken or anything you just start from the last place that you can travel fast travel to
0: honestly i think that guy was pretty fair with his review because he seemed to go real in depth and he gave the game a four out of ten which i think is starting to get more in the territory of like a decent game with flaws with you know more flaws than good things about it but still a reasonable score maybe it's not for this more game, accurate but, than a yeah. zero
1: or a one
0: because I'm still seeing lots of ones. Right, all right.
2: And so we'll go to Knight four. because he's gonna have nice bullet points. Uh, pros, incredible graphics, original story. Cons, combat is extremely repetitive and grindy. Some mechanics like cancel attacks are poorly named and are, and are unintuitive. Cutscenes are too long and too plentiful. Plays like a single player MMO, feels like a boring single player MMO.
1: Okay.
0: Um. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I mean those two <laughs> go
2: together, don't you
1: think? But okay. Well if you're playing a JRPG, you can expect grind. And
0: long cutscenes. Like what? Yeah. Do you
2: I personally look forward to the cutscenes. So I don't know. I, I can see where like that's a subjective opinion. So yeah, give that one a four out of ten. Let's read this one out of ten. This will be the last one. All right. Not much needs to be said. This game is a step down from previous games in almost every regard. Like the visuals are generic. Okay, well, the last game was on the Wii. I guess it was on the Wii U, so maybe he's talking about that one. But I feel like he's talking about Xenoblade Chronicles which on the Wii. And uh, that (laughs) that needs a glow-up, which it's getting a glow-up. The voice acting is subpar. English voice acting. Yeah, we saw that.
0: We
1: agree with that. You can expect from any dub. And the gameplay is just a sloppy
2: mess. If you still have a Wii U... Oh, okay. This guy... Okay, don't give a this. I would recommend playing Xenobay Chronicle X instead because it's not like you would want to play Xenobay Chronicle 2 in handheld mode. Seriously, the visuals in handheld mode are just awful. And this came out in December 1st, 2017. Uh, Monolith is an awesome developer. So they released that like they said they would on December 1st, but they also updated the game with a few patches. Mm-hmm. And they did make it look a lot better in handheld mode. Yeah. Um than it first started. So I they definitely made it look better than where Dex Max originally played it. Um, I don't know if that would have bumped his score out from a one, it sounded like he was pretty set on giving it a pretty low score, but that is something to know that they did update this game a lot and make it even better alongside DLC.
0: That's just the thing though, is even that did not warrant giving the game a one out of 10. I know we keep hitting that point, but these people do not know how to review games. No,
1: not even a little bit. The fours were, were reasonable. They had rationale behind them, but you can't
0: just give a game a one because you don't like it. I Yeah, exactly. Uh, Here's here's a reference. Here's a reference. We all know that Fallout 76 was a huge floppy mess from Bethesda, right? A fracking man. A fracking mess. (laughs) I would still give that game a 4 or a 5 out of 10. You know, I mean, and that game was buggy and glitchy and there wasn't a lot to do and the controls weren't great, but it had a story it was playable some people still had fun playing it yeah i had
1: fun playing it i've i have pretty much gotten to a level 200 character i had fun but i hated every step of the way still wouldn't give it a one give it about a four or
0: five like you said exactly you know i mean one is literally unplay an unplayable game literally like, you, it won't work, and people think it's warranted to give games that. You know, sometimes they even have positive things to say about the game, and they still give it a 1. Like, yeah, okay, the graphics were great, and I liked the music, and the characters were endearing, but it was a little grindy. 1 out of 10. Yeah, that makes no sense. Oh, my God. Zach, are you okay?
2: Oh, I'm good. I just uh, really want to throw my spiel here. Xenoblade Chronicles is coming out May 29th. And if you just saw how passionate I was about that, about this game. Signal Bay Chronicles apparently is even better story-wise and I've managed to not get spoiled yet. And I am so excited to play that game. So that's a really big title to look forward to the end of the month.
0: Oh my Lord. All right, I'm done being angry. I, I, think, <laughs> I think I've had enough. What do you guys think?
1: I'm grumpled, but I'm still smiling. Dude,
2: my game had <laughs> so many 10 out of 10s. I'm hype right now, boys. Your
0: game? Yeah, it really did. It had the best reviews out of any game we talked about tonight. And even the negative reviews weren't terrible. I mean, yeah, every
1: every game has those stupid ones and zeros, but honestly, your reviews,
0: bad and good, were the best out of all of them. Oh, yeah, by far. I think I probably got it the worst, honestly. Yeah, you did. I yeah. Uh-huh. It's really perception
2: based. I feel like Metacritic is very like if you see a toxic fan base, you want to attack it. It's kind of
0: that's like that. what that's what's funny about it though is like watching these individuals go who don't know how to rate things try and rate things. That's why this is fun to do. Oh my god! And I hope they listen to the Game T podcast. You know, and just wh- one day they listen to this episode and I don't know that Wolf guy whatever their stupid names are just White. Cool yeah he's like hey that's my comment and they're making fun of me saying frack <laughs> <laughs> frack you man yeah frack, frack you, you. <laughs>
1: I am going to continue to say frack for the end of my days. oh
0: dude that's gonna stick I think we should put that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: ever get the funds to make t-shirts they're gonna say frack
0: alright guys I think I have had enough for the day my heart can't take much more <laughs> literally and figuratively i have had two and a half red bulls today
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have i attack. i have a long day ahead of me today and tomorrow i've been moving it's been crazy i'm still working it's it's a lot my good friend red bull get me through this heart attack or not try to get some sleep no <laughs> <laughs> we will never sleep because sleep is for the week. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. Um, it's been a great week with some great content. I've been enjoying it a lot. So um, get ready next week. We've got even more stuff coming your way. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all later. We'll see you next time. Bye.